Welcome once again to the OVR Star Wars OG Trilogy Minicast. This is Snake Bliskin, and this is part three, and the final of the Star Wars Minicast series on the history and small plot synopsis of the trilogy films. Today we're concluding with the third and final film in the series with Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Okay, so it's 1983, folks, and a lot is going on in America once again. The A-Team premiered on NBC, which is cool because I love me some Mr. T. Uh, uh, Microsoft Word is released for the first time. Uh, some more unfortunate news. The U.S. Embassy in Beirut was bombed, killing 63 people. And then some good news. Sally Ride is the first woman in space on the Space Shuttle Challenger, which is pretty cool. And you know what continues not to change? America's love for Star Wars, because it's still going strong, baby. Uh, it is everywhere. On bed sheets, toy boxes, lunch boxes, you name any type of box out there. I'm sure there's something Star Wars related. Uh, but guess what? America's going to get some more, because George Lucas at this point is ready to give the world Return of the Jedi. Now, this time around... Lucas decided once again, hey, he's not going to direct this film himself, and went ahead and searched for a director. So the list was pretty extensive this time. Uh, first off, he tried his good old buddy and pal, Steven Spielberg. However, uh, these two have like pissed off directors with the Directors Guild uh, due to their maverick ways, and they were just like, oh, hell nah. And that was uh, easily kiboshed. Next, Lucas went to David Lynch, but David Lynch stated he had next to next door to zero interest in doing this film whatsoever. So, I mean, I think that was a good call at the end of the day. Uh, fi- uh, he went to David Cronenberg, but he declined because at the time he was uh, in the middle of Videodrome and uh, The Dead Zone. So finally, he went to another friend, Richard Marquand, and he you know, agreed to do it and it was then settled. So, uh, let's see, with the script here, uh, this time around, it took some twists and turns. Uh, first off, the issue of Harrison Ford returning was a problem. Harrison had no interest in coming back and was only contracted originally for uh, two films. Hence why they, he was frozen in Carbonite and The Empire Strikes Back, because they weren't sure if he was going to come back or not. And, but uh, apparently after some behind-the-closed-doors talks and... I'm sure for a sweet amount of cash, Ford was in all of a sudden. Also, Ford, uh, Ford excuse me, was in agreement that, he, uh, well, while doing the film, this Return of the Jedi, he wanted to be killed off in a self-sacrifice type of way, but as you know, it didn't pan out that way, and I guess it was because of uh, merchandise sales. Uh, Ford was in agreement with everybody. Uh, kids can't, you know, or won't buy dead uh, Han toys, so makes plenty of sense, I guess. So, other earlier versions of the script had no Yoda, but they felt uh, Yoda was needed. And this was just to confirm the fact that Vader was in in fact uh, Luke's father. Apparently, they consulted child psychologists about this matter, and yeah, they all agreed uh, this needed to happen. Uh, (laughs) Originally, they wanted the Ewoks to be Wookiees, and finally, they wanted Yoda and Obi-Wan to return from being Force Ghosts at the end. I'm glad like it didn't pan out that way. So, um, filming though, uh, this was done rather fast this time around. So, 
This is in order to get the special effects crews from industrial light. Get magic more time on the effects. Filming, once again, took a place all over the world from England where most of the sets were. Uh, the Yuma Desert in Arizona, and then the Redwood Forest of California. So, finally, May 25th rolls around, 1983, and the film was released and once again, crushed the box office. Uh, like me crushing all the you-can-eat sushi. The film was met with positive results by critics and fans. However, it wasn't as strong as The Empire Strikes Back, but still considered a great film. As a kid, this film by far was my favorite. Uh, you could find me in the backyard trying to do the whole rescue scene with a wiffle ball bat, pretending I'm Luke Skywalker. I loved it that much. But uh, like its predecessor, The Empire Strikes Back, it won Oscars again and other awards and was put in the Library of Congress and part of its National Film Registry. So, we are here. Time for the plot. So, after the events of Vampire Strikes Back, the Rebel Alliance is on the run, however not defeated and still in the fight. But before the fight continues, a mission to rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt is underway. Meanwhile, the Galactic Empire is constructing a second Death Star again, and that is personally being overseen by Darth Vader and the Emperor himself. But during all this, Luke is still struggling with helping his father turn back from the dark side, still sensing a lot of good in him without himself falling to the dark side. So this is it. We've reached the end, and as Tony Stark said, every journey has an end. And this film does have a great conclusion, I promise. As a kid, this film made me feel truly that if you surround yourself with really good friends, great things can happen. So sit back and relax. And once again, let's go back to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Enjoy the epic conclusion to this trilogy with Star Wars Episode Six. Return of the Jedi. Forget Slave Leia. That dancing girl in Jabba's palace would so get it. <laughs>